words appear. The email addresses and groups mentioned in this program are no longer available. The Blind Handyman Group does exist in its new incarnation on groups.io. To join, send a blank email to blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. That's blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. Alternatively, you can join our Blind Handyman Facebook group. Links will be in the description box below. Hey there, Tom Houston. Good afternoon, Don. Don yeah. Patterson's here with us today, folks. Yes, sir. I braved all this cold weather, man. I mean, the wintertime is set in for sure. It is cold, folks. My name's Tom Houston, but here's the creator. <laughs> the creator. <laughs> Of the Blind Handyman Show, Phil Park. Dum, da, dum. I'd have uh, some sort of reverb that we'd, we'd go off when you get some. Uh, well, the the punctuation in the wrong place. The creator, period. Yeah. The creator. <laughs> I tell huh. you today, I go to prepare a place for you. Uh-huh. Anyway, hello there. Welcome to the uh, Blind Handyman Show number 20. What, Charles? Three. 23? Good God. Why would anybody care? I don't know. Judging from the amount of email we got, they but anyway, they <laughs> they keep asking us. Yeah, judging from the email, they keep asking us. I think your list killed our email. Uh, no, I, no, you're no. not accepting any of that. No. Don, Don and Sean's been busy. Uh, not that you haven't been busy, uh, Pat, but uh, got, got your you got your bracelet on. Do you? Uh, yeah, I'm, she, I'm, she's got yeah. you kind of on parole. supervised parole. That's what he says. His girl, uh-huh. girlfriend's got him on supervised parole. She doesn't ever listen, does she? Uh, no. She'll never, she'll never hear you say it. Anyway. <laughs> no chance, huh? Not a chance. Anyway, we're all here, and Don Shaw has been very busy creating 
things this week, and yeah. you're to tell us of your of your adventures. I've been creating. We, we decided that as a group a joint effort here that we needed a blind handyman email list. So that's kind of what we've gotten together and created here. We just created it. It uh, came on fa- online, in fact, last Friday afternoon. So uh, let's basically explain. If you join this list, if you if you uh, agree to join this list, then all the emails posted to this list will end up in your mailbox at your home. We'll end up in everybody's mailbox yeah. that's a member of the list at their home. That's right. That's right. That's correct. Okay. That's neat. And um, so I guess and everybody, of, everybody's familiar with lists. Lots they? of topics to be discussed yeah. and ideas to be exchanged. And, you know, it's a work in progress, but we are going to give the addresses here in a minute. But hopefully here uh, somewhere down the line on the group uh, page of the list, uh, people should be able to go to that page in the future and get like uh Oh, links to different things that, that uh, we've talked about either on the show or on the list. Uh, oh, like for an example, we put some porch, built, porch and deck building links up there already. Different links to different things. Uh, there hopefully in the future will be like a voice chat room that people can use from time to time. Uh, a files area where if anyone has any any files, like uh, we've had a file or two on our, our time has read things on woodworking and uh, a thing that Phil wrote about uh, wood splitting one time, just different files we could put up there and just lots of changes to come about in the future. So if you want to be a part of this little uh, blind handyman list, you can... The address is. It's quite lengthy. So Mr. Well, Houston will read you the your braille notes. email subscribe list. If and you want to subscribe to the list, uh, you just send a blank email. That's and, right. And you're going to send it to Blind Handyman, all lowercase, all together, uh, dash subscribe at yahoogroups.com. That's right. That's simple enough. That's Blind Handyman dash subscribe at yahoogroups.com. And if you want to unsubscribe, I think you do the the opposite. The unsubscribe (laughs) instructions will be at the bottom, just the opposite. Isn't that link on that page? You can just click on it and send. Uh, You can get to it, but it's easier just to send a blank email from your your Outlook Express. Here's the thing. If you want to unsubscribe, you just do the opposite, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, uh-huh. the instructions will be at the bottom. Maybe no one will want to unsubscribe. If, if you just want to visit the group page. Oh, okay. How do you do that? Okay, you just go to www.groups.yahoo.com slash group slash blind handyman slash. That's right. And then you can, you just visit, You can't, but you can't post anything. Yeah, you can post from there, too, if you want to. You can post. You can look at the bookmarks we're going to have in the future at the files. Uh, there, there'll be different things to do when we get it set up. Tom okay. and I, it'll be kind of a joint effort here. We'll be working on it here in the future. We'll kind of as soon keep as we y'all posted. Figure it out ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> as, as soon as we figure out how to do it, it ourselves, we'll we'll get something on the road here. Okay, it's a work in progress. Well, everything. My life is a work in progress. <laughs> so we have no email today. It's, no, it's no, amazing. No. Of course, uh, Monday night was our first. Uh, show and we we record on Thursday, so I'm sure that we haven't had time for our email to flood in. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> to come pouring right in. 
Well, uh-huh. I guess it's kind of, I guess everybody could get on their knees now. Let's do our begging for email. Well, we, we like to have email. What was it? We got the letter from the girl that said we don't need to be begging for email. We've got plenty of listeners. Well, prove it. Well, I, I suggested that maybe if it gets, uh, we're having these hard times, that we start sending our own email. Or we may have to do that. Make up some email. Uh, Just make up some guys. Make up names and send in them. I don't think Dave being on the show last week had anything to do with us not having email. Of course, as, yeah. as, as sure as we did that, you know, uh, uh, Matthew Brody yeah. or something, then somebody would want him as a guest. That's right. <laughs> uh-huh. do, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. That's Remember? right. Dragnet. Dragnet. Boy, that guy. Dragnet. How, How many I, of those do you have? I have OD'd on Dragnets. How many have I got, Joe? Sure, oh, God. 400-something, probably. I've, I have OD'd bunch. on Dragnets. I love that old radio series, Dragnet. It was on, was I think, until 63 or 64. Yeah, or I think so. It's hard to believe, but from back in the 50s, and they're fixing to restart doing it on television, yeah. I think. They sure are, again. But it won't have oh. Jack Webb, the great Jack Webb. You know who was on Larry King last night? Who? Art Linkletter. Wow. Oh, boy. Remember Art Linkletter? Yeah. yeah. Was he in a wheelchair, I wonder? Uh, he's old. Oh, he'll, be, he's he'll, be, he'll be 91 in June, I think. My goodness. Whoa. But he was as just as, as uh, uh, mentally agile as anybody I've ever, you know, I mean, he, he knew what was going on. Uh, a lot amazing. better than some guys yeah, here. Really, you know, some kind of healthy, you know, he does everything real healthy. A lot, a lot better than all the guys yeah. here. <laughs> what a deal. So he does everything real healthy? Yeah, I think he's kind of a health yeah. nut. I mean, uh, yeah, you know. so so there's something to that. Eating, eating right and not smoking him darn cigarettes. Yeah. There must be well, something to all that. I wish I had one right now. I could smoke a Winston from here to the road right now if I had one. Yeah. My brother-in-law is listening. I guess he wants us to tell him how. Well, what? How you quit? <laughs> yeah, they've been on me. I've been smoking a little bit, and they've been on me. Tell me, Donald smoked five packs a day, didn't you? Oh, uh, four quit? and a half. At least, at least four and a half to five at packs. At least a day. that much, huh, Patterson? Now, see, this is what happens if you don't send us email. Yeah. We just sit and BS for fifteen minutes. Uh huh. That's what we'll do. Tell us. I guess we ought to talk about doing something. You want to tell us about your lock, Mister Don? Well, yeah, I can tell you about the mm. lock. Okay. Up, up on your mic now. Come on. Let Be a good boy. All right, let me put my headphones in. Yeah. <laughs> He's learned how to fix his own headphones, which has reduced hostilities there in the room. And, yeah, that's a step in the right direction. I thought I, for a while I was too old to learn anything. But anyway, yeah. for the regular listeners, if they've been keeping up with the progress, I finally put the for sale sign on my house. And so then it dawned on me that if the realtors were going to come and put the lockbox on everything, I ought to fix the front door lock because I haven't been able to lock it since I've lived there. In fact, I'm not even sure where the key was so uh, anyway, I put a new dead boat lock in, and of course, if you're taking an old one out and have the existing thing, it, it, you don't have to drill any holes or all of that. I mean, it's fairly complicated if you're going to install a new one in a in a new it door. Sure you is. Use a template and uh, uh, drill a hole, a hole cutting and saw and and price and, you know, and get the the drill bit that drills the big round hole. And it's a pain. Not it damage is. the door and everything, but anyway, this was just a, a lock change out. It's fairly simple. Uh, there, uh, most of the ones that I know about, I mean, it's just a, uh, a simple cylinder, cylindric, I guess you'd use, uh, dead bloat lock. And there's two screws, if you're on the inside of the door, where you have the, the little knob or the little handle that you turn to lock and unlock the door if you're inside. That is the key. If you'll turn that in a vertical position, then there are two screws right there that you, when you take them out, the the Outside, inside and outside covers and that handle will come off. 
The whole thing comes off. The whole off. thing comes apart. Yeah. And uh, then, then you have two other screws in the door plate itself that you take there into the wooden door and you unscrew them and it, this takes out the the locking mechanism, the the part that the uh, the little shaft goes through that locks and unlocks the door. And so that takes that out. And, of course, your new lock comes with everything new. I guess a lot of them, I think mine was probably the same brand that was in it. I could have just put the cylinder in, but I took off the, everything. I think the door plate, the, the one that's on the opposite door, the face plate where the lock locks into. I Striker left plate. The you left yeah, the striker plate. plate. I left the yeah. one on because it fit just the same. Oh, yeah, and it was there. Yeah, you wouldn't want to bother not? changing that. Are so you? I can't hear you. I, right here? Now, there. That's okay. Great. Uh, All right. Man, yeah. well, maybe I've... Uh, excuse me, Mike. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, and so uh, after you take that off, then, of course, you get the new one out of the out of the package and all that, and it just goes back the same way. There's just really the two screws that if you are four. You put the... the uh, not sure what you call that locking mechanism that... that where the, the little blade comes I'm out. I'm not either. Lock. I keep trying to think. I know there's a name for it, but yeah. I can't. I guess yeah. like the plunger or something. Anyway, and and so you put that back into the door and use the wood screws that, that fasten it securely. And then the inside part of this cylinder thing that comes off the, with the handle that has the shaft on it. So you line the, you put the outside uh, up there first kind of, and then you have to, the shaft is going to go into a hole and, and through, and it goes through this locking mechanism. But then the secret is the two screw holes that you took the screws out of, it's very oh, difficult to line that puppy up. It is. To hold all that yeah. together and to line it up is just naturally. Because there's really no, uh, there's, there's, what I did is tried to uh, put the key slot in a vertical position uh -huh. at the bottom of That's the lock. That's what I've always done. And then, and then, if you'll sort of, you can kind of guesstimate uh, uh, putting the two, the other part on with where the two screw holes in, and they should be like left to right. If you were facing them, they would be That's on right. the horizontal line. Yes, sir. Left side and right side. And I guarantee you, vision or no vision, because vision doesn't help. It's just a hit and miss. Uh, and yeah. What I did is took a, a, an awl. Had a real sharp point at all, and I put it through one of the holes and finally captured. I've done the that. And, and once you line yeah. one up, you well, got it. You got, got it made. Yeah. Made, once you got I the mean, first one, it was a, a five-minute, pro, five-minute-long project that turned into forty-five minutes. Cause <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the screws are yeah. the, the one thing they do. This and this, that is, you, you you look at these screws and you think, well, how thick did they think this door was? Four inches. Well, that's the reason that the screws are so long, so that you've got. A way to back that off and look down in there and do that. Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm right-handed, and this was just a perfect job for a left-handed person. I could not get myself in the proper the door position open to the un understand and, and, I, and to hold. And of course, with my left hand, I'm almost useless. Yeah. And uh, and so, uh, but anyway, after you get one hole lined up, and you, and you, of course, you don't want to tighten that screw all the way. You just get it started real good, and then get your other one in there, and you want to kind of tighten them up together. You don't want to go down, you know, a full force with on one side and then the other. I just alternate them. And uh, by leaving the the original striker plate in there, I really didn't upset anything. I just had a new lock, so I could make a key for the realtors, and so everything lined up good. Everything lined yeah, up good. And of course, uh, it, 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 to kind of add to that, if you were, if you a doorknob works the same way, just a plain 
uh, doorknob key lock. He's what he did is replace a deadbolt, right? This was That's a deadbolt right. you did. Uh-huh. But a doorknob works the same way, except the doorknob is even more difficult because you got two more little shafts on each side that you got to fit through the through the thing that goes in the door. Well, and yeah, and my yeah. Uh, regular door opener the, the is is more complicated because it has the big handle with the thumb. With the butt. Yeah, the thumb I've never seen that. So. Yeah. Not yeah, that, only that are is they complicated, they're expensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're you know, talking about 100 bucks. so I, I decided I'd let, leave that to the new homeowner. Now, uh-huh. we, we may have talked about this before, but the reason, of course, if you... If you decide that someone has a key to your house that you don't want them to have a key to your house and you want or, or you can't find the key or you can't do this or that, if you take that thing off and take it to a hardware store, they can either make you a key for it like it is, or if someone's got a key that you don't want to have a key to your house, they can rekey that deadbolt and make you a totally different key to fit the deadbolt. I mean, it will be the, the old key will no longer work and the new key will work. And the reason you didn't do that is because yours was kind of rusty, he said. Well, it was rusty and scratched up and then there again it would be six of one because i'd have had to take it off and take it and and if they yeah. rekeyed it so if you're gonna do all that you might as well just yeah, get a new one the new one i bought cost 11 bucks you know so. yeah they're not expensive but yeah. if you wanted to you can have it rekeyed for three or four dollars you, you could, could yeah you could have some keys some keys made for it for instance if you had more than one matching deadbolt in your house yeah you it, it, which is what i do that. mike what, what two keys fit everything in my house yeah There's one for the doorknob lock and one for the deadbolt lock the shop the studio, the the storeroom, the closet, the house. So it'd be worth taking one to get it. Re-keyed. Yeah, if you wanted one oh, repeat, yeah. if if one. Uh, I keep. What am I hearing? Some some kind of silly noise now. But uh, it's it's a very blind, funny thing to do. In fact, it's one of the first mechanical type things I ever learned to do was change. Uh, in fact, being blind in this case may be an asset. <laughs> Could be. Lining that well, it won't hurt up, you lining you know, that stuff up. It's yeah. not, it's not going to hurt you. It's just hit and miss. So uh, lining that stuff up. All right. So you've got new deadbolt at, um, at, uh, on your house there. Yes. And you sir. don't want to use the fireplace because what was the reasoning? Well, because it would smoke <laughs> up the place. <laughs> People wouldn't like that old fireplace to know that you used that fireplace, that it actually worked. Yeah, but it's strange that they use it as a selling point, you know, wood-burning fireplace. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they, they told me that. Uh, but see, now this is just the rules, the law, according to St. Emily. St. Emily, is, yeah. Know, is, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and but you got your bracelet on and you're in good you're in good standing. Yeah, good shape. I, I have to check in every thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. All right, what? How much time? What? What? Uh, how are we doing on time? Well, we should probably go ahead. Not well, we could. All right, let's. Uh, why don't we do that and call? Uh, well, Doug Rose is going to be our guest today, and Doug does something very interesting that I think we're going to find interesting. He, uh, they build. He and his wife build uh, ponds. I don't know what kind of ponds, but I guess we're about to find out, aren't we? So we'll yeah. we'll uh, give Doug a call and be back in just a minute with more of the Blind Handy Band Show.
ACB Radio Mainstream. The Cafe. ACB Radio Treasure Trove. You can hear. Live. Internet. On the ACB Radio Interactive. ACB Radio Interactive. Playing music from the 1930s and 40s. The 50s and 60s. The 1970s. 80s and 90s. The hits of the new millennium. ACB Radio Interactive comes to you from at least six time zones on three continents. Bringing you the very best of country. Top 40. Classic and modern rock. New age. Folk. The rare stuff out of the 50s. Jazz. Easy listening, adult contemporary. And more. Live, unpredictable internet radio. ACB Radio Interactive. Don't risk the disappointment of missing a great ACB Radio program. Join our announcements list today. Receive email about upcoming programs on all our channels and new features. To join, send a blank email now to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. Visit our website. Announcements about ACB Radio delivered to you direct and free. Just another way to stay in touch with ACB Radio. Hang out with other ACB Radio listeners. Talk with the hosts. Provide suggestions about the future of ACB Radio. It's all possible through the ACB Radio Friends List. Thank you for being a friend. Log on and sign up now. Send a blank message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. And thank you for being a friend of ACB Radio. Are you looking for a place you can talk about ACB Radio programming with friends and other listeners? Then you might want to join our ACB Radio friends email list. You'll get all the announcement information you'd normally get from our ACB Radio announcement list. And you can take part in email discussions with staff and listeners. All you got to do is send a blank email message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Just a blank email message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Keep in touch. ACB Radio, the station that is out of sight. on ACB Radio Mainstream. Be sure and tell a friend about the program and email us often from blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Now, here's more of the show with Don Shaw. Okay, we're back. And we have as our guest someone that I've been corresponding with some here lately by email, uh, Doug Rose. How are you doing this afternoon, Doug? Hey there, Don. Good to good to talk to you finally. Well, yeah, good to talk to you since we've been writing some emails back and forth. And again, I sure I'll tell you in person now. Sure appreciate you uh, doing the show list for us. Oh, happy to do it. I was just doing it for myself, so it helps others out. That's great. Oh, it's going to help a lot of folks along the way there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I guarantee. If we can figure out a way to put it on the to associate it with the the uh, links to the different shows, we haven't figured that. I'm sure you know how to do that, though, don't you? Uh, I I gave it a shot and sent it off to uh, Don Shaw there, so you guys can yeah. take a look at it. Okay, I I will be checking email again. ACB Radio uh, later today here, and uh, we'll see and get it and see about sending a copy of it. So, 
All right. <laughs> Mr. Borden. That was, did you hear that? We all had Mr. Mr. Tom. That's, oh, that's not, one. Not good. Not good. Anyway, we could get a hold of Jonathan and, and figure out exactly how to do all these things. He's a, he's a whiz. You, have you met Jonathan Mosen? I, I haven't, but uh, I'm sure he can do it. And uh, he'll give me any input if, if he needs it. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get it worked out. He's a computer whiz. Does fancy stuff on computers. But, uh, Doug, tell us a little bit about yourself. You were born where, sir? Well, I grew up in uh, Nebraska, and I now live in what we call Northern California. Which is a decidedly better climate. than. Yeah, I hear that it's uh, it's like a freezer back there right now, so I'm yes. glad to be where I'm at. And the temperature out there where you are is about what today? Today we're right around 50, overcast, 50 degrees. It's, really, we're yeah. right by the ocean where I'm at, so yeah. it's pretty, pretty even keel over here. So that's better than the sub-zero temperatures you're having in Nebraska. Oh <laughs> man, they, yeah, they can have it. And you, uh, you went to the what school? The Nebraska School for the Blind? Yes, I did. Uh huh. For 12 years. Yeah. Now, how did you find that? Was that did you did you enjoy your time there? Or was it a good experience? Yeah, I thought it was, but I could relate to to some of you all stories about the <laughs> Texas school and all that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess school for the blind by their very nature, by the fact that you are away from home and your siblings are home eating ice cream cones and and having popcorn and visiting with your parents, and you're off with the house mother, makes them by you know just by definition uh, different and oft times no fun, you know. Yeah, well, we we managed to have some pretty good times too, and it was a good education. So I don't regret it. I've talked to other people who've been mainstreamed, and yeah. So I, I've we've done a lot of thinking and talking uh, different times about mainstreaming versus going to a blind school. I don't know which is best. I think a combination of the two would probably be good for almost any child. You know, you want to know other blind people because you want to know of their experiences and learn from them. But you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to be in just a blind world. Or I never have oh, wanted. True. Yeah, you like know. your show here. That's what it's about: getting tips from yeah. other blind people. Yeah. But yet, uh, you got to live in the real world. Well, you know, can generally use uh, too. So. I work in the education uh, field, and uh, I have mixed emotions about mainstreaming because uh, uh, I'm a fugitive from the Texas School for the Blind, and then but I graduated in public school the last three right. years. But then I have a little student that I work with at LISD here who has always been mainstreamed. And you know what? She doesn't know any blind people except me. I was the first as her teacher. And the thing of it is, uh, Phil and I and Don Shaw have reflected on this recently. Really, in our lives now, at our age, our best friends are blind. You know, and yet, uh, if you never Tom, met them, we're Tom, we're just kidding, Tom. We love you. Well, well uh, yeah, Tom is our honorary blind guy. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if we up. hadn't never uh-huh. gone to, the, to TSB or anything, we may not have met each other. And it's so. So I don't so know. There's, there's pros and cons. We don't. That's these. We leave those topics for uh, for the what's the program blind called? Line. Blind line or whatever. <laughs> there you go. Whatever he does. Now, when you um, we'll talk about what you're doing now in just a minute. What did you uh, did you you have college degree? I suppose. Yeah, I got one of those uh, worthless psychology degrees, actually. And oh, really? Then I started messing around with uh, technology. 
Yeah, yeah, technology, great. And, and so, that's what I, that's what I uh, really like, and that's what I've been doing. Did you did you that. work as a psychologist, or did you work in the psychology field at oh, one time? I, it was just an an undergrad degree, so you really yeah. had to go on uh, to really work in the field. Yeah. And so, you you discovered technology in time to keep you from having to go on, I suppose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I rate that psychology degree right up there with my history degree. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he about the same thing, wasn't he? Well, I love for psychologists to listen to us. They can tell us why we do this show. Anyway, you you um, you are you are your wife, uh, your spouse is a sighted lady. Yes, she is. Drives that car. Yeah. That's good. We have two or three of those hanging around too. That, that kind of have us yeah. on parole. Yeah, she brings all the supplies home in the truck, and and that's good. That helps. That yeah, and and so you folks have uh, started a, a little. Uh, uh, you you invented for yourself a job. Tell us about it. You what you do? Well, I, I call it my wife's business, and I'm just kind of like the grunt work, but I enjoy it. Uh, we have a small business here called Rose Pond Aquatics. And uh, she's into growing water lilies. As a matter of fact, uh, we get a lot of her stock out of Texas, uh-huh. uh, College really? Station down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big names in water lily breeding is Strawn, and uh, that's that's where he's been for years. He's now retired, I think, from his business. But now he's in College Station, or he's affiliated with A and M University. Which uh, you know, I don't know all. That. You'd have to ask my wife, Patty. Yeah. She's she handles all that. Yeah. But needless to say, we uh, we're into the what I what you might call uh, water features, ponds, fountains, you name it, waterfalls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then she ma- main business is growing the water plants like water lilies. They're real popular. Mm-hmm. So if y'all build someone a pond, build a, uh, a pond for someone, then y'all would plant, like, or she would plant the plants in there, and then y'all would kind of maintain them or get right. them started, and then that's any, the customer. Any part of that, Don, uh, we could consult on just how do you do it, and they could go ahead and do it, and she could get them started with the plants and also the chemistry of the water. But uh, well, it's I've a seen- lot of fun seen these ponds like on these uh, home uh, shows on television and is it, is it the one that have like the the stone the d- different decorative stones and things around the pond that yeah build? that's that's it uh, you usually want to decorate the side uh, well number one to make it look good number two sometimes you're hiding up mistakes or just the transition so this pond is actually dug down into the ground <clears throat> Uh, you can actually do them various ways, which is the fun part. And it first thing I would say if somebody's thinking about it would be to look at their area. What, what's their area like? Do they have good drainage? What size? Uh, do they want to try to dig down? Or they could actually build up uh-huh. and decorate around it that way. Uh-huh. On a on a turnkey job like if you if you are contracted, I want you to build me a pond. Like where do you start outside of location? I mean, do you do plumbing? I mean, you have to find a water supply, or is it usually not hooked up to any kind of plumbing? Or well, that's another whole thing. There's a whole gamut of what you how sophisticated you want to go. Uh, you don't have to have water supply, electricity. Uh, you just have to be able, let's say, to 
get water there if you, if you don't have a natural way to fill it, if you're using uh, like a, a water source. But uh, those are the kinds of things that you have to consider when you're making it. Like uh, how many trees do you have around there? You want pretty good light when you're putting in a pond. Mm-hmm. So there's factors like that. But you have actually contracted the guy with the earth-moving equipment to come out and dig the pond for these people. No, actually, my arms are sore because uh, I've been doing most of the digging, and most of what we've done so far is for ourselves. We have three or four here at our house where we grow out the plants. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of it we've just learned from trial and error and a lot of reading on the web. And okay, so but you, you do ponds for other people. Also, mainly uh, we haven't do- actually done too much pond construction. Mm-hmm. Just consulting on them setting one up, and then most of it has been selling through our local nursery, the water plant. The okay, water plant. okay. So you you do the you do a, a good bit of pond beautification, in other words. Yeah. Okay. Do you right. don't deal in anything with uh, with ponds that have fish in them as well. I was going to ask. That was going to be my yeah, next question. Me too. Oh. Fish are an important part, Don. That's a good question. Uh, Even if you aren't going to, say, raise fish for whatever reason, you need fish in there for part of the system, the natural system. Keep it clean. Keep it help. uh, Yeah, that helps with the overall system, especially most places get mosquitoes. So if you do nothing else, just get some what we call feeder goldfish. Right. And throw in there. So, so just to kind of give me an idea of what you know, a pond is a pond sort of like. Uh, how how big is your biggest one? Our it, biggest it, pond right now, and my wife, that's our next project next year is to expand it. It's not big enough. Is uh, 1,200 gallons. Uh, it is L shaped, and then it has a another water feature to it. It has a waterfall that looks mm-hmm. like a creek. Yeah. And so that's why you need that noisy pump motor quieted down you was talking about before they got pump the water through the through the system. So right. are, are and, these, and it is a closed circuit system like a swimming pool, the same Yes. Same type of and thing. And are these ponds like, like the L shaped one was that one that y'all constructed or is it like was it prefab? You just dig a hole and, and like I've seen them made out of fiber glass. That's right. I think, yeah. yeah. That's okay. that's the first thing a person should look at is the different ways they're made. And our big one, we made it ourselves. So like uh, Don Patterson is saying, they have these preformed ones out of a plastic. Those are probably the easiest. If I was going to advise somebody, they just want to start an experiment, start with one of those. And they, they make a nice system. But then and don't they have some they sell like that are like swimming pool liners, sort of? Yes. A plastic type material or something you put dig and put in the ground and then... That that's what our big one is. It's uh, there's a couple kind. There's either a a PVC that's about 20 mils thick, or the one I like to work with best is basically it feels just like an inner tube for a tire. Uh huh. Okay. Except it's just cut and it's flat. It's a big old sheet. Uh-huh. Whatever size you want, you can get it. That'd be pretty neat. And that stuff is really easy to work with. So are we basically talking about something then from a bathtub size maybe type thing on up, basically, right? Right. And it, it kind of depends why you want it. Uh, yeah, whether you, you, 
growing plants or fish or put goldfish or whatever. Right. And how much work do you want to put into it? How much maintenance? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you don't simply go dig a hole in the ground. No, that's what many of us make the mistake. We say, oh, boy, it's pond's <laughs> a hole, right? Uh -huh. Water in it. Well, that's what I was going to. I've got seven acres, and that's what I wanted to do, was dig a hole in the ground, put some benches around it. Ooh, we'll, we, look, we've got a fish pond. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, you think it not, will huh? have something, but you may regret it down the road. Well, we, I figured it would be a good drainage. I, I, I figure we can, as uh, much rain as we've had, we could... Uh, could have used the drainage. Huh? We could have used the drainage, I'll tell you. Drainage we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> so so most of this you've done, but you do consulting if somebody, are you in, I mean, is this is a business that you uh, actually make some money from? Do you, do you get paid for this? Well, on the plants, uh, let's see, we sold $1,000 worth of plants last year. Oh, a thousand dollars last year? Yeah. Well, that's a good start on it. Well, we're just getting into it. And, okay. Uh, All right. So you, you buy these plants from the from the nursery here in in uh, uh, College Station, and then you resell them. Yeah, it takes about two years to uh, get a water lily going. Really? Man. Whoa. They go anywhere, depending on which kind you have. Mm -hmm. Once you sell them, from about. Twenty bucks to forty bucks, somewhere in there. And and so you plan someday to to make some money doing this? Well, yeah. Because it's not yet. It's like having cows. Everybody in East Texas has cows. What do you yeah. have cows? Well, I need to write off. You know. Yeah. So yeah. By the time they that's, buy the feed, it, yeah, it'd be it'd be something. Yeah. So, but you plan to you plan to make some money with this someday, right? That would be nice. Yeah. yeah it would be nice. It sounds <laughs> interesting. It does. It sounds like something my wife would love. See, she would. Yeah. She would get into this kind of thing. Might so. be a good home project to do one of these. Uh, one of these uh, spring afternoons. And, uh, and working with this big plastic sheet that does the pond—that is, you 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 fold it up to make the signs, or you you, you form it yourself, or how? Yeah. That you. Uh, first of all, you design what you want the shape of your pond to be like, uh -huh. if you're going to have some kind of waterfall system with it, uh, then you consider things like, uh, like you said, uh, am I going to need electricity there if I'm going to have a pump? Mm -hmm. You don't have to, but if you're going to, also, how are you going to pull the water in and out of the, of the pond itself? <clears throat> and we've tried different ways. Uh, that's why I like that rubber material. You can stick a pipe through it and then put a hose clamp on it, and that can be where you pull the water out mm -hmm. and then let it dump back in at another place. Uh-huh. In other words, you can, with this rubber stuff, you can just poke a hole in it, stick the pipe through there, and then clamp the hose clamp around the PVC pipe, and you got no leak. Over the rubber, and you'd have right. no leak. That's a, that's a heck of a deal. Yeah. I guess the biggest thing would just be the digging. Man, the digging would be tough. But. Yeah, it depends on, on what size. And uh, another thing, of course, is to make sure where the utilities are around there. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, I almost probably, I'm probably lucky to be here because I did hit the 440 line out here. Oh, oh. oh. Because we had a little misunderstanding between uh, us and the landlord as to uh, where the utility lines were. And so you got into it. I got into it. And Man. I tell you that conduit they put them in uh -huh. that's almost worthless it's so thin yeah i've heard that 
So uh, that, I, I caution I, people, that's one thing you want to communicate for sure. Yeah. How long did it take you to realize that you had, uh, uh, well, how do you say, screwed up? Uh, how would that be? That would be, uh, it'd be uh, you know, that, things got really easy. Yeah. And then it didn't sound right, you know? Yeah. And I looked down there. I said, what is this? You leaned over and felt down in the hole you were digging and yeah. went, oh. Jesus, what have I done here? <laughs> and, like, also what I did was foolish. I felt the cable. Oh. And there was a nick in it. Oh, my. Ah. Uh, you get a little, little, little bite, did you? Little. No, luckily I didn't. You didn't. But, uh, but <laughs> you figured out pretty quick where it was. See, yeah. you're, you're supposed to have the guys come out and tell you where these things are before you... Yeah, and yeah. we live in a mobile home park, and my wife yeah. had talked to the owner, and... I don't know for some reason they weren't on the same page about where where the utility or or were. they just didn't like you. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> could be it. What a deal, though. Listen, man, this sounds like a, a neat thing to do. You need to. Um, I'm gonna have my wife call you, and you can tell her how to build herself a pond. Yeah. Um, uh, and you do other. You do some woodwork things. You do other mechanical. I mean, uh, handyman type things. Yeah, we've done a lot of yeah. different things, and with a pond. If you put in a pump and yeah. uh, all the different components, you're going to be doing everything from yeah. woodworking to plumbing to wiring. I, I tell you what we're going to do. We're, we're going to give you about a month, and then we're going to call you back and do you again because I don't think we're through. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, there's a lot. How would that be? There's another show here. Huh? Uh, and we'll talk about uh, pump installation and wiring and, uh, and some other uh, handyman-type things you've done. That be okay? That'll work, won't it? That would work great, guys. Good deal. Thank right. you, Doug Rose. Thanks for the list. Yeah. And we, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, and hopefully we'll get it associated with uh, the links to our webpage. So everybody kick, quit complaining about not being able to uh, tell what we're going to do on the show and that kind of stuff. We right. thank you very much, Doug, and we'll talk to you in a day or two. Take care. All right, sir. Bye, Bye. Doug. Bye, Doug. Doug Rose. Enjoyed it. Our guest uh, this time on the Blind Handyman Show. We're going to talk about something in just a minute. Be right back. Hang on. For disappointment of missing a great ACB radio program, join our announcements list today. Receive email about upcoming programs on all our channels and new features. To join, send a blank email now to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. Or visit our website. Announcements about ACB radio delivered to you direct and free. Just another way to stay in touch with ACB radio. with other ACB radio listeners. Talk with the hosts. Provide suggestions about the future of ACB radio. It's all possible through the ACB radio friends list. Thank you for being a friend. Log on and sign up now. Send a blank message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. And thank you for being a friend of ACB radio. 
looking for a place you can talk about ACB Radio programming with friends and other listeners, then you might want to join our ACB Radio friends email list. You'll get all the announcement information you'd normally get from our ACB Radio announce list. And you can take part in email discussions with staff and listeners. All you got to do is send a blank email message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Just a blank email message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Keep in touch. ACB Radio, the station that is out of sight. Mainstream, the talk of the blind community, this is the Blind Handyman. We invite your correspondence at our address, blindhandyman at hotmail.com. To be a part of the show, leave us a phone number and we will contact you soon. Now, with more of the Blind Handyman, here's Tom Houston. Hey, 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 thank you, Jan. We are back with more of the Blind Handyman show, and thank you for the applause, Don Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, the multitude. <laughs> now he's up on his mic. We Why did we come back here. to me is what I'm trying to figure out. Because you're out, going huh? to tell us about your new deck. Oh, my new deck, yes. Your new Thomas new decks. Yeah. How I did could, you get these decks, Oh, my, my couple, I've got a couple of brothers, and uh, they came, well, they're from Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, as a matter of fact. And they came down, uh, what, three days after Christmas. It was Saturday following Christmas and built me a deck. Now, why did they build me a deck? Okay. That's the question. That is the question. <laughs> well, because you question. needed it. I needed You did need one. And I needed a wheelchair ramp in the front of the house there. Mm-hmm. And these blind handymen that you associate with are too sorry to come and help you, right? <laughs> and I couldn't get the blind handyman crew together, folks. Really? I'll tell you this. We we could, all us put together couldn't have built a deck that nice. I'll tell you what, they did a yeah, heck of a, a great deck. They did a, like a 10 by 14 in the front of the house with a ramp, a wheelchair ramp. And then they did a 10 by 14 in the back of the house that it has a roof on it and uh, steps. So, yeah. uh, and they both look real good. I don't know. Y'all ask me questions. I'll tell you anything you want to know about that deck now. But uh, as far as just describing this well, deck, well, it's made of wood. All right. Is it treated lumber? <laughs> tell us about it. Is it heavy treated? I mean, the deck oh, yes. is it? Oh, yes. They, uh, Did they I, deck it with two-by-sixes or what? Well, it was uh, two-by-eights, two by I two think, by on eight. the front, I noticed as I was leaving the house. They used five, that five, what's called five-quarter five lumber, five lumber, quarter lumber okay. for the decking yeah. itself. Yeah, for the decking, the planks. Okay. Two-by-fours to do the rails, right. and uh, then they did the pickets with two-by-twos. And then the top part of the rail, the little the deal that goes on top all the way around, uh-huh. that's the five-quarter lumber just like the decking right. material. Okay. Which is plenty wide enough to set a plant on or to set your drink on or whatever. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice wide-top nice. rail. It is. Yeah. It's really nice. Did they build you any benches? 
built-in benches? Uh, or no. no? Uh-huh. Okay. We put a little set on the back porch there, and then we had a couple of chairs we threw out on the front porch, and, and it looks real good. I'm, I'm proud of it. Uh, put a roof on the back. Uh, that was probably, other than the uh, wheelchair ramp, was probably the most complicated thing to do, being in a mobile home the way we were, because the deck is unattached, of course. But uh, they did have to attach the roof on the back. Because it would leak pretty good if you didn't. Well, it would leak, yes. And they had to go up under the little gutter on the mobile home. It has a very small gutter on it. And they had to go right up under there and attach it to the mobile home to keep it from leaking. And um, it doesn't leak as far as I know. I do have uh, a couple of things I've got to do to it uh, to stop water from getting on the back porch. And that's because the way this mobile home is built... The, uh, the the first gutter, there's a second gutter under it, and it extends out beyond the roof of the back porch. And I got your point. So, and so water comes back. Back to the doorway and falls on the back <laughs> porch. So I'm going to have to stop that up and drill me a little hole in the bottom of it and let it leak somewhere else other than where it's leaking. Other than the deck, over the deck. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's some stuff at home that might be just something you know, we'd need for that. Some just, kind of... Some kind of putty just to stop it, it up. Yeah, just caulking of some kind. Senator McDonald Patterson talked about many shows back where you mix the little thing together, Don, by hand. Remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have this stuff will work in water. How big that of that stuff would be? Perfect. I'm still not sure if I've yeah. got a grasp on what the leak. How you're getting the water back now? How I'm getting the water back? Okay, this well, the secondary gutter runs under the roof. Right. Okay, it's right. under the roof, and water comes back toward the porch. Okay. In this gutter. Right, and it and it drains just by the door, the back door there. Okay. Okay, and it drains on the other end of the mobile home. So we could fill this end up. So I can fill this end oh, up man. next to the door. Or just make like a dam, just yeah, a little that's what I'm place saying. Put to fill in. Oh, yeah. this stuff that, that yeah. I have, man, yeah. I'll tell you what I have I'd a do. tube of it, I'll donate to you. I'll okay. tell you what I'd do. <laughs> yeah. I would find the first scene in it, and I'd take it off on the porch. And then stop that end up and take, oh, that, I'd take that it off. That would work, too, yeah. I'd take it off the house. Yeah, I'd get rid of it. it. But it may be manufactured in part of the whole yeah. side. It might look terrible if you pull it off. I don't know. I haven't thought about that, but I will look at it. would be it. a it's good a question, epoxy, wouldn't it? It's epoxy yeah. putty like stuff. But that's a good idea. That's the epoxy idea. putty, though, would probably be the yeah. quickest way what, in the drill dam hole. it up? Yeah. yeah, just make a little dam. Yeah, dam right. it, drill hole. Just in front of the dam, <laughs> you could probably drill a couple of holes right up under there. Probably could. Put just your splash block down there, and it wouldn't do anything. Just it let just the water drip. Yeah, just let drip the water. out. That'd probably be the thing. We'll, we'll fix this. You know, somebody else has had this same problem. Who's that? And maybe and I'm, I'm saying somebody has. Been oh, you know they have. We'll you know probably get an email from them next week. That'd be nice. Yeah, something. That would be good. But, Probably man, that is go. one nice deck, though. The ramps and everything on the nice big wide ramps going into this deck. Is yeah, so he can, uh, so you can, you roll down part of the way and then you make a turn. Right. It goes down, I think, 14 feet. He's got it on like a 12 to 1 type thing. It wants, it, it, it wants to drop an inch every, every, uh, every 12 inches. It needs to drop an inch. And uh, it's built to scale the way they scale them in uh, Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, and Chattanooga, Tennessee, up in that area. In other words, Uh, the way the city says you have to do it there, the the way way the code is. Right, the way the code is there, yes. And uh, it goes down to a 4 by 8 deck, another deck by itself. And then makes a turn. Then you turn and come back from the way you were going down to the ground. And, I mean, it just has a very slight slant. 
And uh, it's easy to go up and down. I mean, it's just exactly what the doctor can ordered, you, I guarantee. Can you go down to the first deck and make the turn without ever stopping? Can you? I can indeed. Yes. <laughs> well, is it true, Mr. Houston, that you used your mother-in-law as the first test rider? You put her in your wheelchair, <laughs> gave it a gentle nudge. <laughs> After I removed the brakes, uh, yes, I did. <laughs> is that, that, and we're in <laughs> dangerous territory now. <laughs> Cleta, All right, uh, Cleta May doesn't only listen. Kidding, to, Martha, only kidding, Martha. Only kidding. Cleta doesn't listen to the show, does she? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're really lucky. None of our wives or any of them listen to and have their monitor bracelets on. Saint Emily. Uh huh. Saint Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she she thought she was going to tell me about this new radio station, didn't she? Yeah. Uh huh. Disappointed that I already knew about it. I should have acted like I didn't. I guess. Anyway, what else could we talk about before well, we have Tom, to go here? Before we get too far away from decks, why don't you tell us a little bit about squaring those deck corners? Oh, That's now, an interesting I know how to do Man, that. we hadn't gotten into this. We hadn't we even have. presented this to our resident scholar. This is something that don't, I don't 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 mention the name. Let's see if he comes up with it. Okay, oh, okay. okay. I bet he will. I bet he will. I too. bet he will. I, I don't think I can, but I bet he will. Anyway, you measure like if you if you're doing your your foundation. I mean, you're. You're getting it ready. Yeah, to put you're the building deck a deck or a you're building a deck, or whatever. You're building you a want frame a, for the deck. Frame, the frame yeah. for the deck. That's the word. Okay. Are you with us? Uh-huh. And we want to square the corners of that deck. Uh-huh. Okay. You can measure out six feet one way from one corner out six feet, make uh-huh. a mark. Okay. From that same corner, go out eight feet and make a mark. On the other wing. On the okay. other wing of the. Okay. Yeah. Then take you a ten foot board and connect. The two marks. Put it on the two marks, exactly 10 feet, and temporarily put a nail in there, and you've got square corners. So it's catty-quartered, in other words, between yeah. the two pieces. Yeah, you've got which a temper- would, which would make board a, holding it. And what's that called? Which would right make, angle. Which would make an isosceles right. triangle, right? Yeah, or a right angle. But it does square the corners yeah. every but you time. But go, you go up six feet on one side and eight feet on the other? Six feet one side, make okay. a mark. Eight feet on the other, make a mark. And then make uh, put a ten-foot ten board foot there. Board uh, in. Okay. And when you get it exactly on ten feet on your marks, yeah. your corners are square. So obviously it would work with 12, 16, and 20. Uh-huh. And or with, 3, 4, 5. Or 3, 4, 5. So it'll work with... with uh, multiples. With multiple. Well, I don't, I don't know about the multiples, but I think that would... Let's see, well, let's see, let's see. The three kinds of triangles are what? Unilateral, equilateral, unilateral, and isosceles, right? Well, yeah. But now, I, I saw this in action. I know it worked. Wait a minute. Right? What happened? What's, what's you kind of, kind of mumbling over there? And there is a name for it, Patterson. There is a name for it. For what? The board? The no, for, for what this... For the method to square the board. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe he doesn't know this. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You will when you hear it. Phil, you tell will. him what it is. It's called the Pythagorean oh, theorem. The, yeah, okay. Okay. okay, you knew yeah. that, though, right? Yeah, yeah, because that angle board would be the hypotenuse of the. There you triangle, go. Right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but it sounds interesting. Ah, uh, we finally got some. Or just didn't we? take your trusty framing square <laughs> and put it. Yeah, but this is such a neat. This so, is but such it is a neat, neat theory. Little method. And, and, yeah, uh, that's what Gordon said. If it gets below your three, four, five, where you can't do it with a three feet, four feet, five uh-huh. feet, five, use your framing square. Use your square. square. Yeah. But any any multiple, and and there'd be a way to say that six, eight, and ten, and or, or twelve, sixteen, and twenty. Oh yeah, it should keep working and just going oh, on out would. with it. So it, it would. It would. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Theory, and that's going to make your corner square. If you put them right on the mark, you're going to have a square corner. And that's uh, 
Gee, we're we're in we're in great danger, guys, of dis- actually dispensing some usable information. <laughs> we want to watch that, I suppose. Yeah. Don't we? Uh, so, all right, the Pythagorean is. I hope that's the way you pronounce it. Maybe somebody will correct us. It is. That's pa- about. That's it. Yeah. Is that Pythagorean? Pythagorean. Uh, is, Pythagorean. Is that the way you say it. I'm not sure if it's Pythagorean or Pythagorean. The theorem, theorem of, yeah. yeah, the theorem. That's the closest. A square uh, plus B squared plus C squared. Another thing, plus another squared. thing that I learned from this experience is how to cut steps out. And uh, Gordon uh, standard step is a, has a seven inch riser and like a uh, what do you call the other one? The runner is ten inches. Yeah, a ten inch runner mm-hmm. and a seven inch riser. And uh, he demonstrated to me how to figure your steps and how to cut them out. So if anybody ever needs any steps cut out. Uh, uh-huh. Going up to a deck or just the back door of a mobile home. I mean, I'd like to see how you attach them to the sides. Yeah, you know, we didn't look okay. at that. Uh, Boy, they're in there. He screwed them in there. I mean, he did. He well, he could screw them in there. Did he? Did he? He didn't. Well, he didn't have enough sauce to do this. I started to say, did he dado the cut and stick the board in the other board? Mm, I'm not sure. No, probably not. I'm not he, sure. That would have taken. He had to have a table saw to do it. And he didn't have a table saw. Well, no, he didn't have a table saw, but he had uh, he had a, like a miter saw set yeah. up similar to a table saw. He had this little portable job where you could put a big board on it and well, roll yeah, but it. The, 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 uh, yeah, but it wasn't like a table saw, no. But yeah. that's the kind of saw that Patterson and me looked at. That's the neat kind of miter box saw that you roll the. You could cut a two by twelve with it and roll it into the. To the saw blade there. And they've yeah. got a name for that, and I can't. Yeah, remember it's it. a radial arm saw. No, no, it's not a radial arm saw. No, it's a it's a compound miter saw, miter, but, but you can cut wider. It it has a table, a little platform. It's it's a, like a miter. It's like a miter. I mean, a, a radial saw. It, but yeah, it, no, it is like a radial arm saw. But uh, you but you move the board instead of moving the saw. The radial no, arm saw you move exactly. the saw. Well, no, this one you can move the saw too. You though. can move both. You, okay. you can pull this up, but not near the. It doesn't have the travel distance of a of a, uh, of a radial arm saw. But, but you it, still yeah. cut a much wider board than you could cut with just a regular with just a chop saw or yeah. a compound yeah. miter saw. Yeah. yeah, they're quite expensive. Sears. They're I Sears. mean, their least one was four hundred, five hundred bucks. Yeah, they're pretty high. Yeah, they're neat, man. I, do uh, think, yeah. I don't have room. If you were doing. <laughs> I got all well, that. That's, yeah. That's anyway, we need to look at those steps because steps kind of fascinate because you got to cut the angle just right to meet the house and then to go down on the ground and then you got to figure out a way to put those those um, those steps on the sideboard so that they won't you know you don't want them to come off. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of on step three there. That guy. wouldn't be you swift, know. would it? I saw how you built the stairs here. I, I, steps have always kind of fascinated me. We will we'll look at that and maybe talk about it next week. We need some email, folks, and we need it bad. Oh, God bless yeah, you. That well, I, maybe if yeah. I maybe if I did my Jimmy Swaggart imitation, uh-huh. you'd send us some email to our address here at the Blind Handyman <laughs> at hotmail dot com. God love you. They're gonna take us off air if we don't get some email in here now. God love you, hearts. If you don't send your love offerings in and help us out with the broadcast, if you don't mind, right. I could have made a fortune. Doing that, good That's my imitation of Jimmy uh, Swagger. There's still a chance if this if this one folds, if this show folds, I'll, I, we can get a tent. The tent revival, huh? God bless you, friends. Email handyman at blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Uh-huh. And it'll be a blessing to your hearts out there. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and anyway, we would love to have you, and we'll be on it, we hope, next week. We hope next week. We hope we may not. <laughs> Thank you, guys, and we'll tell you more about the list. Don Shaw, yeah. Don Patterson, Tom Houston. Bless your heart. Thank you. And come back and see us. I see you said the blind man as he picked up his hammer and saw. Bye-bye. The Blind Handyman is produced for ACB Radio by Out of Market Productions. 1604 Southwood Drive, Lufkin, Texas. Phone 936-634-9500.